0: What up? How you living? Sims, good to see you. Good to see you buddy. today, Adam let Go. Week 8 is in the books and it is time, as always. I like you very much uh. for the week eight recap show.
1: It's by Saturday Night Live! Is, is there a better recap show with intro music than that right there? No. No. Comblevance of V. No. Rod Simba. Does any host in TV? Slash internet, wear tighter button-down shirts than hey, you. Hey, <laughs>
0: Woody, well, she wants to show a little chest today.
1: Damn, extra schmedium.
0: I'm going to do a little peck deck Tuesday and Thursday again. get ready For the big show.
1: You got that Viagra out of your neck finally? What? That stiff neck you had. What? Viagra stuck uh, in his neck.
0: I want to just let everybody know something, that this weekend was fantastic, because for the first time, Some really, really great things happened. Left co locks locked up. Timeout. We'll get to that in a second. First and foremost, we made a case and point effort to see if you nailed any game exactly. And wouldn't you know, this week, Saints 20, Chicago 12, you nailed it. Nailed it. Woo, wee, woo. I guessed two numbers and they came true. It's like, I want the lottery. Screw the damn game. Number two, you went for the first time this season. Five and zero, guaranteed to lose. Oh, hey, oh,
1: wee, wee. I don't I thought I, I didn't think I lost the game and guaranteed to lose all year.
0: Well, and number three, your boy Lefko went three and one in his Lefko lost. Damn.
1: Damn heavy hitter. And you know what? If what?
0: only that New Orleans game was twenty to eleven,
1: gosh. I would have had it. Damn. That would have been four and it would yeah, have been that would nice. have, it was nine points on the dot.
0: I actually Do you for,
1: win if you get to nine point. That would have been a push, I would right? Have been a push, okay. but that would have been three hundred and one, which would right. have been sweet. Right.
0: Uh, I. Totally forgot to read all the hate because I didn't really care about it, but I did find one just now on my phone. Yep. Uh, Mark Scuba, because the first eight posts are everyone talking about how I should be fired. And he wrote, These people think that Lefko is like a professional betting analyst. He's just a host and a pretty good one of Bleacher Report videos and podcasts. This is a segment, it's a fun one. Like, I don't think you guys understand what his actual job is. Thank you, Scuba Mark Steve. Mark Scuba. Scuba Steve. Scuba. So we went podcasting positive so we read positive stuff and you know what the day started off strong by a little Minnesota Vikings win let's quickly check our predictions for Vikings Browns 400 dollars Minnesota Vikings <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Great analysis. <laughs> That's all the analysis. <laughs> I
0: didn't want to talk about that game any more than that. But London has has done well by me this and year. It has
1: done. Uh, you're such a freaking pessimist, though. I mean, holy you, cow! Oh, Tom, so I'm flying Tom, back from Notre Dame, and <laughs> he's texting me like, "Whatever, blah blah blah." And he's just then all of a sudden, I'm about to take off. I get a text, and it's left go, and it's like, "I can't pick a game right. Cleveland's winning six to zero." Wah, 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 wah. <laughs>
0: I didn't panicking in the first quarter. Uh, All right, so just to let everybody know, on Wednesday's episode, which will be one thirty eight, I believe, uh, we are going to let Sims have a JFK conspiracy minute. Oh, we should have it today. One minute to talk about everything JFK. Uh, I'm going to do a check in to see how all those athletes that went vegan before the year, how they're doing now. I like that. And all those guys that were whoa big Big offseason. How are they doing? And we're going to do some midway awards. Okay. Just to kind of go over everything. David Aguirre saying, well, you believe in the Eagles now. I believed in the Eagles after last week. The win over the Niners wasn't going to do it, uh, but... Broncos and Von Miller should be interesting with Holly Poly Volley Vitae. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, one quick thing about the, the Minnesota game. Uh, Everson Griffin is the third player with a sack in each of his team's first eight games since
1: 1982. There wow. are two others. Since 1982? Yeah. First eight games. Hold on. Okay. Both on the Colts. Both team, both guys, Mathis and Freeney? There it is. Are you kidding me? 2005-2009. Wow. And,
0: and another little note, Xavier Rhodes is the only cornerback in the NFL this year yeah. to play more than
1: 300 snaps in coverage right. and not allow a touchdown. Yeah, well, I could believe it. He's like, we've. I mean, we've been saying it. He's in the conversation for the best corner in football. Him, Jalen Ramsey. Actually, I think it's him and Jalen Ramsey right now. Really? Yeah, and A.J. Bouye and... Who else am I missing? Left go, but those are the main three. Where I just go, I mean, Akib Tlaib's still in the conversation. I don't think he's on their level anymore wow. at this point of his career. Yeah, I think he's very close. Okay, but I don't think Akib's the number one corner in football anymore. It's it's you know it's a year it's a year longer, and he was at that threshold of eight, nine, ten year career, right. Marcus Peters, of course, is there. But, again, Marcus Peters, what drives me crazy about him is like we saw the the last Thursday night game with him. It's third and five, and he's playing seven yards off. What are you doing? Like, uh, that that just drives me crazy. You're not going to ever be the bar
0: with plays like that. Right. But you know what? Some people set the bar. Some people are the bar. And let us get to the players of the NFL this week that truly were the bar in Week 8. Sims, who caught your eye?
1: Well, I mean, caught my eye. I mean, this guy was the bar. Russell Wilson, yes, for what he did in that game. A lot of people talking about Deshaun Watson, and it was remarkable. But let's give credit to the guy who had better stats and won the football game first, okay? This is Russell Wilson in a not very good Seattle offense. Oh, they can't run the ball. They can't protect the passer. Uh, They have some decent receivers. I'll give them that. And their scheme is the same crappy scheme the giants and the packers run but you know what the difference is it's russell wilson baby and he runs around makes plays clutch in the fourth quarter i mean the seahawks it's all about him right now the defense is he no was longer responsible nominate. for all of their total yards except for three he yeah right he had more total yards than their total yards i believe right it which was is unbelievable yes That's
0: really cute that you went with him. Right. Because I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson was the bar. I know that the Seahawks won, but all people can talk about is the young man that can. The Clemson product, the next Michael Jordan, the absolute stud that we need to start asking, oh, he's going to be top five Richard Sherman? Maybe he already is. Deshaun Watson was the bar in
1: week eight.
0: Let's start talking about it. I think it's very funny that everyone started talking about Deshaun Watson right. after the game. When really Russell Wilson won the game, well,
1: it's it's almost as hilarious as that you picked them to win, be the bar, and against the guy that was the bar in the own game. I just a challenge flag on the bar segment. Okay, I was going to do him or Juju Smith. Oh, uh, you should have done Juju because I'm going to tear your Canvas, ass Canvas up. Canvaser didn't
0: have a picture of Juju Smith. Oh
1: my god, what? Don't yell at him. I'm not I'm, I mean, what, there's no pictures of him on the internet. I mean, That's what not the, how it works? What the what <laughs> Juju the f? WTF is going on Juju here? Juju
0: Smith, 197. Yards. Yeah. Uh, the the reason I was going to pick him was all of the stuff that was going on in Pittsburgh this week with Martavis Bryant and all that, mm-hmm. the whole bike thing, whatever. But when there's turmoil in the wide receiver room, I also didn't know that Juju had those jets. Yeah. On a play like that, and I don't think Ben did either. But Juju, I think I asked you during the week, could he legitimately be their number two? Mm-hmm. And I think it's clear. I think Martavis is Dunzo, and last night was the the performance to make it clear.
1: Yo, he's the clear number two. Martavis is not... I mean, they're going to still use him. I think you're going to see still see him on the field, uh, especially with Eli Apple dropping touchdown passes. Or not Eli, Eli Rogers, who drops yeah. a touchdown pass early in the game. Um, but yeah, Juju's... I mean, Juju's good. That's what... It really brings me back. The only thing I can think about with Juju last night is I think of the Tennessee Titans. You took Corey Davis at five? I mean, that's wow. where I don't understand it. I mean, Juju, and we said this during the that's draft process, point. he was every bit as good as Corey Davis when I watched him. I don't know what else there was to see. So, uh, But Juju, I think it's his physicality that is just so shocking to me. He was a safety at one point. Wow. And it just the way he's built, right? We were talking about this last week, too. Right.
0: Juju Smith-Schuster, yeah. Marquise Lee, right. Nelson Aguilar, right, all USC guys that yeah. all kind of have that same body, right, all super freakish athletics,
1: but they're not like Juju. They're You not. think
0: Juju is above all of them? Well, Juju, even it, Marquise Lee.
1: Well, I'm not. You, they're different, like animals. With all due respect, I'm saying that in the yes. most respectful way. Juju is just. He's 6'1", 220, Rocked where up. the other guys, like Marquise Lee is like 5'10", mm. 5'11", 190, 195. They look
0: taller than They him. do,
1: I know. they get those long, like, wiry yes. frames. Um, But, yeah, that was phenomenal, man. I, I didn't think he could outrun the group like that either. And as Tommy Olsen says, right. he's only 20 years old. No, it's, that's what's crazy. I was just going there. I mean, the guy can catch touchdowns on Monday Night Football, but you can't order a beer legally. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Uh, Enem.
1: Hey, how you doing? What
0: up, Adam uh, and Enum? I have a question Adam for you. Adam and Enum. You were the only major network, Bleacher Report, ESPN, NFL, that didn't have the Seahawks as a top five team. Right. You had them at 18. Right, Sims, are they top five now? No,
1: not at all. They're not. Tell them the truth. Well, I mean, I still have concerns about the Seahawks. Do do Maybe they're elite by the end of the year. Uh, But again, I think the big thing is here, I look at it like this, okay? The Seahawks, their defense is not what we used to be. we we got to remember this. This defense is middle of the NFL, yards per game allowed. And if last last night didn't prove it to you, I don't know what will. This is not the same Legion of Boom, shut you out, we're going to run the ball with Marshawn. It's a different team. Seattle, a good football team, and getting better. And I give them credit for that. But again, they beat the 49ers barely. They beat the Colts. They beat the Giants. The three worst teams in football, they've beaten. Okay. I know they beat the Rams. We've heard already said that. Houston's a good football team and dangerous to Deshaun Watson. But my big thing is, I think I you want me to look exactly. No, no, where no, I no. no. Keep going, no, keep going. But my big thing is, more than anything, um, yeah, I still have concerns, and I just think I would rank them number three in the NFC South, let alone You'd have them behind the Saints and the Panthers. Yeah, and it it's questionable with the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons got a better defense than the. I, w- I would, if you gave me a choice, Falcons defense, Seahawks defense. I'm taking the Falcons. Sorry. Wow. I mean, yeah. They're the same thing, except the Falcons are faster and younger. What's funny is the Seahawks are the only team that
0: wins 41... Was it 38 or 39? 38. They win 41 to 38, and people go, Man, Seattle's got an offense, too. And they do not acknowledge that the Seahawks allowed 38 points. I know. But they only talk about, Wow, I mean, if Russell Wilson can do this... It's
1: like this weird thing, because they look cool in their uniforms, and it's just like everybody's stuck in their brain. But this is the 17th ranked defense in football. So... No, I have reservations. Are they? I, I'm continuing to see more evidence that it's going the right direction. They're Pete Carroll. They always get better. They always compete. I love that about Seattle. That's what makes them like infectious to watch. Yeah. They're going to have a good record at the end of the year. They have a phenomenal schedule. Phenomenal. They match up. It's one of those schedules where it just fits what they do.
0: So Here's the reason why I think the Seattle Seahawks are a tough team to evaluate. In his discussion about Deshaun Watson, Richard Sherman added at the end, Watson makes you dig to the deepest part of your competitive juices to beat him. I have always believed that the Seahawks play to the level of their opponents, whether they're better than them or whether Mm -hmm. they're not. And I think the Seahawks will never back down in a fight. No, And never. that's why they could be the top five team yeah. or the bottom in the like 18th or 20, because they're always going to match up. I want to read the west, rest of this quote yeah. uh, from Sherman. You played the best game any quarterback has ever played against us, and we've played all the legends. I respect how you hung in there and kept battling and battling. My God, Houston is so lucky. By next year, he's going to be a top five quarterback in this league. Yep. What do you think about what Sherman said? Well,
1: I think he's probably made the most big plays ever against the Seahawks' defense. That'll give him the best game ever... Um, no, I can think of better games against them than that. I mean, I can think of, um, let me just think, that 2014 Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. Tom Brady, MVP. Yes, no, that was a pretty good performance last time I checked. You I mean, Aaron Rodgers, the next year, opening week, tearing them apart. up 37 to 16 right. or something like that. But, but regardless, it was still amazing. I mean, Watson is amazing. Uh, Watson is the closest thing I've seen to Aaron Rodgers. That's all I'm going to say. When I was watching the game yesterday, I said, holy crap, this is Aaron Rodgers. He's saying body build, the ability to like accelerate so fast to get out of the pocket, and of course his top end speed's faster than Aaron Rodgers, but the big throws down the field, the big throws on the run, yeah. it was all amazing.
0: And you kind of predicted it. Let's take a look and a listen to the Houston Seahawks predictions that we made before the game. The first time I looked at it, I went, that's way too many points. Right. This is either going to be the Seattle's really good at home game right. or the holy shit, Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback game.
1: Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm, Deshaun Watson is – I'm done doubting Wow. It. Done. Done. I don't care. Seattle – he already went to New England. He's going to like, I've been in New England. I almost won that game there. I mean, Seattle, whoop-de-doo. I'm not sold on the Seahawks as being this Who dominant power. do you think power. wins the game? I am picking the Houston Texans 19-16 to in an absolute, like, kill fest.
0: A little bit more higher scoring, though, but you got that right. By the way. There are only three quarterbacks in the history of the league to throw for 400, four touchdowns, and run for 30 yards. Boomer Esiason in 86, Rodgers in 11, Stafford in 2015. Both of these guys did it Sunday. Something that had only been done three times happened in the same game. Crazy. This Um, is also the first career game in which the opposing team has scored more than
1: 30 points, and Russell Wilson won. Wow. Wow. So that just yeah that's unbelievable. But that's the that's that's my I mean I'd like to think I'm pat, I'm trying to pat myself on the back and us on the back just cuz I know we've been saying for a while now like they, this old Seahawks way of winning it's over. They got to yeah. just open it up and let Russell go crazy. It's their best chance to win football games cuz their defense can make plays even though it's not as dominant as it used to be.
0: I think the other big winner from the Houston Seattle game right? was dummy Bob McNair who who literally was like the bottom of the barrel in terms of his statements where he said that you're letting the inmates run the prison and then because the game was so good yeah. people forgot about it. The story going into that game was not the game. Right. The story was, are they going to rip the decals off? Are they going to protest? Yeah. And then you got Hopkins who was like the number one, couldn't even show up to practice
1: he was so pissed, I know. went and
0: hung up like 150 plus yards it was incredible in the
1: game. This is the way players think in general. So to hear it at the, the players feel like they're the inmates the white ones too this isn't just a black thing this is the way players feel between the combine and then when you get onto a football team you are treated like a piece of meat and I, you know, I don't care. Again, it, I'm amazed at all the amount of people that are on the side of the rich, selfish asshole owners. When I Who's look on their side, when I read the media and I look at comments of the public, oh yeah, it's. I mean, the players don't deserve four cents to bash their heads in anymore. It's the owners. The owners are the key to the world. I mean, it was really
0: but, interesting that a somewhat relatively popular phrase, "letting the inmates run the asylum," when he changed the word to prison. Yeah, because that you know it, it does. It's like that's what really hits at home, Mm -hmm. but it's just funny that it takes a phrase like this. When we all knew that's how they felt anyway. Yeah, but it's just... i uh, Don't even get me started on this subject right now, man. But it's also interesting, I thought, that Dwayne Brown, who hasn't been there the week he came back, he's now the spokesperson for the Texans. Yeah, well,
1: he's a—I mean, he's, he's the vet. He, yeah, he's the His vet. His wife
0: does radio. He does radio he's a lot. He's smart, right. You yeah. see
1: him. I mean, he's smart. He's one of the ultimate alpha males in all of football, let alone just the Houston Texans. I mean... Dwayne Brown hasn't played football this year and went out and went, huh, the Seattle Seahawks? Sure, I'll block them. No problem. I haven't had a rep in, uh, oh, a year and a half. But don't don't worry about it. I mean, that just speaks to – he's a Hall of Fame type of left tackle. That's how good he is. Uh, And, yeah, it's weird. I'm really actually really proud of DeAndre Hopkins for walking out. I really am. And – they can. W- what happened to Deontay Foreman yesterday? I know they said they wanted to go with Alfred Blue, but th- was right, that like? Right. Was that like, hey, you're a rookie, and how dare you walk out on us? But DeAndre, we need you to win, so you <laughs> get out there. Yeah. I mean, that's again, that's the that's why they feel like the inmates. But uh, it's a very frustrating subject for me, and I'm just going to say it once again: the owner is acting very much like the leader but, of our country.
0: I think that the, s- the no, no, it's fine. I think the scary thing. Uh, I think no. I think the silver lining to all of this is when you have to make your statements known, now we know what side you're on. Right. And so I'm always curious how this impacts free agency to the Texans. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Now, DeAndre Hopkins it's just got a lot it. of money. Yeah, yeah. but it's Bob McNair has had some interesting statements the last few years. It's not just this one. Uh, so it just kind of lets you know where people stand, and then you go from there. But, today,
1: Jerry Jones is on. He's The rights of the players are important today. Because today Zeke. they are, because Zeke is. But tomorrow they're back to the inmates.
0: Uh, There's a few other things that are just on-the-field questions I have for you. Coaching under the clock. Houston, they had the ball with two minutes left, and the Seahawks had three timeouts, and Houston ran, 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 and then had to punt. Right. Pittsburgh had the ball and Detroit had the timeouts and Pittsburgh went run, throw, throw right. and almost gave the ball to Matt Stafford with like a full 156 left on the clock. Yeah, In your mind, because as a fan, I don't know which one to root for. Yeah. I understand doing the Bruce Arians throwing right. but I also understand, man, if, if Lamar Miller breaks one of those, how do you? How would you want your coach to handle a clock-wasting situation?
1: Well, look, uh, but- it, it a little bit determined the game determines that right. So if you feel like you're dominating the line of scrimmage and they've been running all game long, then I would want my team to run it. That's like,
0: what the Cowboys do,
1: right? You've shown me that this is we got here and we're winning because of this. So let's right. not abandon it now. Uh, in the in the case of Pittsburgh last night. They ran the ball a lot, but they didn't dominate the run game, right? I mean, Le'Veon Bell was 25 carries for 76 yards.
0: I just thought, though, the so, first carry picked up four. Right. And then they went throw, and then, as Tommy Olsen says, Pitt got lucky on a penalty. Yeah. I would have, you know, e- even if it's getting the ball to Le'Veon Bell in space, yeah. that would have been the guy I would have wanted to go yeah, to. Yeah,
1: I, I totally get that. But the one thing I respect about them is they are aggressive. They uh, Seattle goes aggressive. I mean, Seattle. Steelers go aggressive. And they try to win the game right there. Right. And I Whereas do respect Houston that. Whereas Houston was trying not to lose it. Exactly right. And they took the ball out of Watson's hands. Right. What the? What the? I mean, third and four. I don't care. The reason you're in the game. The reason you're winning is because of number four. Number four has been unstoppable all game long. I'm faking it to Lamar Miller, and I'm running left with Deshaun Watson. And I'm going to play option football, and. The way he'd been playing all day, I just have a hard time believing anybody was going to stop him. I mean, I just, they weren't running the ball with success. That's what I don't understand either. What in the game was leading them to believe that they were going to run up the middle and overpower him? Oh, was it the, oh, come on, this stupid damn, I hate technology, man. Hold on, I'm going to pull up the stats. I mean, what would make them believe that that was going to happen? Because uh, here's their running stats Lamar Miller, 21 carries. Fifty-four yards. That doesn't. That's not four yards per carry. I would have left that alone. That's like two and a half. Yeah, that's stupid. Uh, Speaking of young quarterbacks, and their defense was a joke too. At the end,
0: everyone is talking about how great Deshaun Watson is right now. Yeah, we know how great Carson Wentz is right now. Mm -hmm. You're building a team. Do you want Wentz
1: or do you want Watson? Oh gosh, I mean, I mean, it's. I mean, we're talking. They're both great. They're both great. I would probably take the Sean Watson right now. Wow, I know, I know. Talk it out. Who it's wants just, to be a millionaire? At- it's just, it's man. Is it really hard? Uh, I, I guess what I really look at. Wentz is amazing, and you know, I love Wentz. I really do. I just look at Watson. I just think he's such a natural. He's a little more athletic than a Carson Wentz. Now he doesn't have the size, and there's something to that. Like I always say, size is a skill. Like We see Wentz every week throw with people holding on his legs and he's throwing in completions. So that's because of his size, which translates to strength. But I think at the end of the day, I think Deshaun Watson's a more gifted, natural thrower of the football, too. Mm. I really do. I mean, this is where like we've talked about... I feel like
0: Carson Wentz gets hit more, too. He
1: definitely does. No doubt about it. He's built to handle it, but he gets hit more. He does. Uh, And I just think uh, it's really close... But, man, I just – there's nothing – I can't – Who has more untapped potential right now? I think probably Watson. I mean, I I just think we're seeing Watson right now where – like we talked about it a little, where our concerns in the draft were raw offense from the Clemson football team, and we only saw him throw two or three routes, and we never saw him throw the ball in the tight windows or with power to drive the ball down the field – And it's literally like, you know, we talked about Davos, Sweeney, you and I, with the Michael Jordan comment. Shit, it's a little like that. There's no other way to put it. I mean, the guy just goes, oh, I have to bring my game to this level? No problem. I'll bring it there. Oh, this week it has to go here? New England? Seattle? Sure, I'll bring it up to that level. Mm. I think that's what just amazes me right now. And will I say this? He does have better weapons than Wentz. I mean, Hopkins and Fuller, you don't have anybody like that on your team. You have good guys. They're Not even Alshon. No, I don't think Alshon's in the class of either wow. one of those guys. Yeah, I don't. But overall athleticism, when it comes to Watson or Wentz, you're going Watson. I'm going Watson. It really actually, as I'm saying it, it hurts my heart because I love Wentz. <laughs> I really do. Uh, just quick aside, is Dak on the level of those two? I think he's close. I don't think he is total. I don't think he throws the ball as naturally good as them. And, I, you know, Dak Again, the power, the size, the strength—it is a skill. Yeah, but I don't think he's quite as elusive as either one of them either. You know that Christian
0: Covington's out for the year. Is he out?
1: Torn bicep. Uh, it's Defensive amazing the D tackles uh, the torn biceps Texans. It's 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 like their their gift and their curse of their freakish nature strength, yes. and then they try to like tackle somebody like this.
0: Two two things happen Roar. with referees that I want to ask you about. Yeah, we'll start off Thursday night. The Flacco slide with Kiko Alonso. Oh, yeah. Did he slide too late? Yes. Yes. Because the natural instinct of the fan is to go, how dare you linebacker slot
1: dive at my quarterback? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, Kiko Alonso's not a jerk. He's never done anything like this in his whole career. He was actually offended, it seemed like, that Harbaugh was accusing him of dirty play. You know, he should have been to a degree, okay? And then the other thing is, like, we watched the replay 9 million times and they just show it in slow motion every time when it was live, and it happened, yes. I said, oh, he's going for it, and then he tried to slide at the last second. He mm. was going for the first down. It was what, like third and eight? yes, Something like that. He was going for it. He kind of was going, and then he decided to go, and then he was like, oh god, I'm going to get hit, and he tried to go down at the last second. It was too late. And then Indominus Sue cleaned up
0: the mess. My my question is, is again, for the fans, yeah. when I'm watching that, before it goes to the slow motion, what should I be looking at to know if it was a late
1: slide? Well, I, I think it just would your your natural reaction to me... I mean, just watch it naturally. Didn't you think it was a little late when you watched it live? I, I did, Didn't like, you think he... like? Here's how I could. How can it. the defense win in that situation? I was hosting
0: an event Thursday. I didn't see it live. Right. Friday morning, I woke up. I'm eating a bacon, egg, and cheese. Let me watch this thing live. Yeah. Rewatched the whole game. Right. Saw the slide. Right. Read all of the people freaking out. Watched right. it live, and my first thought was... He slid late. Really? That was my first thought.
1: Kiko Alonso is like this, like leaning in like I'm going to have to tackle him. Before he starts going down. Before he goes down. And then he gets stuck in a spot where what do you want him to do? Uh, Is is it unfortunate? I mean, man, he was knocked out. I mean, he raised his arm like... That was a light hit or something. I mean, he couldn't even focus. I
0: sent a clip to the Malamets where he was like, actually, I am a lead. (laughs) Because he looked like an old man being (laughs) like, excuse me. But that's really scary. And I hope Flacco's great. Yeah. But
1: look, Ryan Mallet. He's a Jersey guy. He's tough as they get.
0: Uh, The other ref question was the Zach Miller play where his leg exploded. And apparently I'm reading on the Bleach Report app that the the surgery was successful. That's good. There was worries that he might even have to get his leg amputated. Right. Right. Which were very reminiscent of what happened to Teddy Bridgewater in training camp last uh-huh. year. Uh, but the fact that that wasn't called a touchdown.
1: Al Riveron has got to be evaluated in the concussion protocol. Okay, I don't know what, or his eyes need to be evaluated, because he caught the ball, he controlled it to the ground, he rolled over to grab his leg, which was mangled and literally hanging there when I watched it on film. And he's like and he just lets the ball go to go like okay i'm i got to get up and grab my leg now cuz it's falling off yeah um, that was a pitiful call and it was not within the rules they were wrong i mean they they he's going to admit they're wrong i guarantee i'm waiting
0: you. for a spike to turn into because they never they never like get rid of a touchdown when a guy spikes it. Right. Like I would teach these receivers as soon as you're in, I would make a motion and spike it. Just get it out of your hands, but do it as though it was purposeful. <laughs> because anytime you release it or let it go, I just don't understand how you get in the end zone and let it go and that's like, oh, he didn't have no, he chose to or control it. How, how about it go. the guy
1: that catches the ball just barely in the end zone and gets knocked out of the end zone and they just give it a touchdown, even though that's not a completed catch at that point? I don't understand that they have to really evaluate. They have holes in this rule.
0: I really don't appreciate Al Riveron and how just, you know, he's just like, "Oh no, that was easy." Well, no. they're,
1: they're going to come out. I guarantee you, this week. They have to. That, because it, by definition they're wrong in that one. He I can't remember the phrase, but he basically took to the ground, hit the ground Controlled the football, rolled over and let it go, uh, and that was, of course, a huge play in that football it game was in enormous. general. Yeah, I mean that would have been a different game. I was game.
0: very impressed with how close Chicago made that game. Their defense is great, and we've known that, but the offense being able to stick with it and Mitchell Trubisky, his stats are nowhere near Watson, and he, and honestly, mm-hmm. he's nowhere near him in terms of capabilities. Right, but. He's a lot better of a game manager than Glennon was. He's smart. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And that run that he had at the end, that 50-yard, 60-yard yeah. scramble, right. put them in a position to possibly win the game yeah. no, or to compete.
1: I, I like everything I've seen for Trubisky. Trubisky, yeah, I, I don't think we can ever... Ex- he also
0: has no fucking weapons. That's what
1: I mean. That's the biggest thing. It's just there's nothing. I mean, the, the, the receivers they have in the end, they're featuring Kendall Wright and Trey McBride. I mean, these yeah. are other teams' castoffs. Speaking of some trades, because
0: yeah. we're reaching that point where you got to trade someone, right. apparently. Right. Which one of these do you think is actually possible? Mm -hmm. Megatron. Right. Calvin Johnson. Yes. T.Y. Hilton. Eric Ebron. Those are the three guys that were the big trade rumors on Sunday. Which of those interest you the most?
1: I mean,. Maybe Megatron. I mean, there's no way they're trading Ty Hilton. You don't, I don't think so? I don't think so. I mean, oh, we finally given some help to Andrew Luck to only trade away his biggest target next year when he comes back, so he can just we can go back to old Andrew Luck and kill yourself and carry the squad.
0: <laughs> so I mean, there's no way
1: that if they do that, then I don't know what they're doing in the Colts. Okay, what okay. about Eric Ebron? Eric Ebron, fine, trade him. I mean, he's nothing he's special. Nothing. Yes, I mean, he's just somebody's going to trade for him. And it's just going to be like to round out their tight he went, end. Position he, went, a, he went a pick before Odell. He did. He went 10 and was Odell 11? And when or did Aaron ago. Donald go? Oh. 12? Tw- okay. Say it again. Ebron 7? Don- well, yeah, he was somewhere in
0: there. I know. And that That is going to go down as one of the most talented drafts of all time. And Ebron, Ebron went ahead of Lawan, I think, too. It's unreal. Uh, and then Calvin Johnson. I just. The, Ebron was 10. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, um Boy, so Calvin Johnson, the two teams rumored to be interested, right. Philadelphia and Jacksonville.
1: Okay. Either of them make sense? Uh, they both do. Philadelphia makes sense, certainly. If Schwartz are If
0: you're Philadelphia or Jacksonville, what pick are you willing to give up? What round? Because you don't know what kind of shape this guy's. But
1: you're going to have to pay him big money, too, right? So what round? Fifth, six? Yeah, fifth, six. It's really dicey, though. And I mean, is it worth it? I don't think it is. Calvin Johnson, I mean, first of all, yes, been out that long, so we don't know where he is. And really, one of the reasons he retired was because his knee. His knee is deteriorating. I mean... Calvin Johnson, you can ask anybody in Detroit. He barely practiced the last three years, Chris. He just played on Sunday. He didn't do anything all week because his knee, the fluid buildup, he had all those issues. He constantly had to get it drained. So I would just be shocked if that happened. My, like, under the radar, if Ooh. you wanted to go dark horse trade. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Just, just, just like, listen, I have no basis of this. None. Okay. I'm just connecting dots in theory. If I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, by the way, they traded for Marcel Darius, and they're basically saying, they're basically saying, like, screw you, NFL. We're going to win the Super Bowl trying to win the game 12-9. to 9. That's what they're going to do. They're going to try to be the Baltimore Ravens of 2000. Marcel
0: Darius, Malik Jackson, Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe. Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler.
1: Telvin Smith. I'm just doing only d uh, Oh, I mean, it's unreal. Sheldon Day, Aubrey Jones. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's the most talented defense, maybe I've ever seen. Before you get to
0: your trade, I yeah. do think it's funny that when, uh, who's the head coach of the Jaguars? Right Doug Marone. Now? <laughs> when Doug Marone left, Marcel Darius was like, he treats us like children. I would never want to play for him again. Is that right? Yeah, you remember that? I and don't now remember he's that. on the Jaguars.
1: Yeah, well, after being with Sean uh, McDermott, who's a drill sergeant, and then he had Rex Ryan, he's probably rethought that. All right, so what's your crazy trade? This is my crazy trade. If I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I am calling the New York Giants about Eli Manning. You can win the Super Bowl with Eli Manning as the quarterback if you're Jacksonville. It's what I would do. And this would be my other two cents to that conversation. Tom Coughlin's down there. We know that, right? They don't need a lot of the quarterback position. Eli Manning's still better than Blake Bortles. I can tell you that. The other thing is there was the rumors up here in the New York papers about the trade and that stuff. So this is nothing I'm not breaking. But I just thought the way they broke to it, it, wouldn't shock me if the Mannings were behind the trade talk about Eli to Jacksonville. They are that type of family to set that up.
0: Right before you said that, right. in the comments section, Diago Mendez, who's what, been very consistent, wrote... up, Diago? Wrote, Eli Manning to the Jags is what Sims is about to say. You're right, Diago. But what would the Giants
1: get back? Well, they don't need anything huge. I mean, f- fine. They're gonna they're gonna it, it's the end for Eli. Second round pick. They're gonna take over a twenty million dollar contract. So, I mean, no, I don't think I think that's too high. I think they could really get him for like I think the Giants. Really, I don't think you'd have to like mortgage the 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 farm on on to get Eli. I don't wow. at this point. I just think I would dabble if I was Jacksonville, I'd call the New York Giants. I think the Giants are gonna if the Giants Tom come would be the worst
0: negotiator ever.
1: This might be, he'd trouble. be like no
0: right. and his face would turn red and he'd be like, like I'm so angry. Like the Giants gotta, take my deal.
1: The Giants today have to figure out where they are as an organization. That's just my thing. Like where are you going? Are you gonna go into next year and try to salvage it with this squad one more time mm. and and Ben McAdoo? No. Or, yeah, are you going to abandon ship? And if you really at this point think, you know what, at the end of the season we're probably going to abandon ship, then abandon it now and maybe get something out of it for your life.
0: David Harris saying, well, the Eagles trade for a tackle? Going to be honest. Holly Pulley Volley Vitae played well.
1: Yeah, he he did. did. I was more
0: concerned about looking at Joe Walker at middle linebacker. It's not a sight that I like. It doesn't look good, right? No, it didn't. The first play Peter
1: chopping <laughs> and I'm
0: like, yo, this guy's nervous as fuck. Get him out of here. I
1: know. Uh, Wears no wristbands. His, oh, he's so corny. Just total white guy linebacker. Uh,
0: Chicago. Uh, oh, by the way, Marcel Darius. How what? How crazy is that?
1: Well, I mean, he's a huge price tag, and he's been underwhelming for that team. And he's obviously in the doghouse there. I mean, y- if you watch film on the Buffalo Bills, he doesn't get into like play 25 of the so game So what happens sometimes.
0: when he walks in the locker room with all those guys? Yeah,
1: he's going to realize... Like, damn! This I'm is not, the, I'm not guy. the greatest thing in the world. Here, I how about the Bills
0: getting rid of everything and still being what are they five and two right now? He's like they got rid
1: of everything. He has a formula. He's going to stick to what he wants as players and what he thinks is going to work. And he's cleaning house. All the Rex Ryan's delinquents and all that stuff. He doesn't want to deal with any of that crap. I give him a lot of credit. Where are
0: you with Tyrod right now?
1: Oh, I respect Tyrod a lot. Like, do I think I want Tyrod to go to Jacksonville? Oh well, that would be amazing, right? They they legitimately could win the Super Bowl with that because it would just be Fournette down your face, Tyrod bootleg play action. You're screwed. Good luck, to... right? Yeah, yes, I know, yes. Uh, but and Tyrod is going to get the hell out of Buffalo. Well, maybe, maybe they're no. having success. Now. I think I think this is he's the perfect quarterback for what McDermott wants to do. He wants to run the ball and play defense, and yeah. Tyrod takes care of the ball. I mean, let's just think about it.
0: Let's get to that. Hold on. Bills, Oakland. Let's see
1: what our predictions were for this game.
0: Going to be honest, it's a little selfish. It's mainly me. Okay. You're always selfish. And I think the Bills are a better run team than the Chiefs with their banged up O line currently. Yeah. I think this is the shady breakout game. I would think so. I think this is the shady 162 touchdown game. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Back to back week. 160? Call the Zeke. Call the LaShawn McCoy. I'm just going to start doing that. I'm just going to make everything... You're all over the running back. Well, hey, I said that the Houston game might be the Houston Texans as the Sean Watson top five. LeSean McCoy has eight games with 150-plus rushing yards in the last five seasons. Next is
1: Bell. Le'Veon Bell with four. Yeah. And then a giant AP had three. Bills are uh, for real. They're for real. Plain and simple. Um, Do I think they're one of the best teams in the AFC? No. Do I think they're a oh, playoff team, yes. Do I think that they can beat teams in the playoffs? Yes. Do I think they can get to the Super Bowl? No. I don't. There are two losses.
0: Right. An absolute dogfight with Carolina right. where they held them to nine points. And then the loss at Cincinnati, yes. which was like the desperation Cincinnati game. Right. And Buffalo had plenty of opportunities they did. to win that.
1: You're right. They did. Uh... Uh, Listen, they're just a team that they do not beat themselves. Yes. They don't let up any big plays on defense. They're going to smash it down your face with the run game. And Tyrod's going to make three or four wow plays every game. Every game. I go, eh, he's just playing okay. And then I go, whoa, that was an unbelievable play. Whoa, yeah. that set up the touchdown. Bills, That's how they win.
0: Bills have three or more takeaways in four straight games. It's the longest active streak in the NFL. We've been talking about this with them the whole year. Yeah, Protecting the football, taking it away. Yep. It's the longest Bills streak since the final five games of the 2004 season. Sean McDermott, this is what he preaches. It
1: is what he preaches. It's what happens when you really coach in your detail, Lefko. like where – You've simplified. They're not doing the Rex Ryan. We have 90 different schemes for every formation, and we have a check when the receiver moves three inches to the right, and then it's another check when he moves three inches to the left. No, in Buffalo, they run like three defenses. They say, we are going to be really good at it. We're going to disguise them a little. And what that always does, left go like, you know this. I'm just saying this. to, But, like, when you know you're comfortably in your mind with your assignments, you can let your physical ability flourish and you can start thinking about things like let me strip the runner because mm. I know what I'm supposed to do or let me toy with the quarterback and his read in the back end because I know where I'm supposed to be but I'm going to kind of look like I'm going here and I'm going to go there.
0: And is there a team that's done that better this, this year than new in the New England Patriots? Oh,
1: what a transition you are.
0: Let's check out Sims's Sims prediction for the Patriots-Chargers game.
1: I'm going the Los Angeles Chargers for $400. Holy shnikes. Yep. Um, I do think they're going to keep the game close. I mean, the first $400 thing is, yeah, sense. I mean, Bosa and Ingram, uh, Brady's been hit every game, and now they got to deal with Bosa and Ingram. That does scare me. They can ruin the game from that standpoint. I'm, New England's going to win the football game I'm going, 31-27. I just think the Chargers will be in this with them all game long.
0: This is the one game that you didn't get right. Right. That was big. Right. And you got screwed. The Travis Benjamin safety. Yeah. Uh just some of the the, the past interference later in the oh, game. Oh, well, I mean You watched this game on film. I did. What did you take away from film?
1: Uh the Patriots defense more than anything. The Patriots defense, other than the Melvin Gordon long run, they shut out the San Diego Chargers. Everything was hard for San Diego. Everything. That's the one thing I took away from it more than anything. And I would say Nate Solder probably had his best game of the year at left tackle. Wasn't perfect. But, man, Ingram and Bosa are a handful. They were that good, huh? They're unbelievable. I mean, and it's not that they they were not that good in this game. Uh, but just because New England did a good job. I mean, Soldier was great at never giving up on a play, even when he pushed them by Brady. What
0: was their strategy to uh, block those two?
1: I honestly just think it was hot poker in your ass all week going. Bill showing on film going, hey, you got better block these guys or we're going to lose the game. And they're hot. Their but was it one on one? It was chipping? mostly one on one, an occasional chip for Marcus Cannon but they did a really wow. good job. They really did. They limited the And then Brady is also a master at stepping up in the pocket. Like edge rushers have to start you if you want to sack Tom Brady off the edge, you have to attack his upfield shoulder. Too many people go for the backhand ball shoulder and he just and steps, he steps up. up and they miss. There you was have to a do play the opposite. Yesterday
0: where he watched Bosa Run by him, right? So calmly, and then stepped up and made the throw. And uh, you know, as uh, as Pasang is saying here, Goskowski
1: missing field goals. I'm just still shocked by it. Goskowski. I mean, San Diego missed a field goal to start yeah. the game, but Goskowski, I believe, had an injury. There was something okay. wrong with him. I, I, we got to figure that canvaser because he did walk in the locker room. I never double checked on it. Three plays jumped out to me in that game. Of course, Travis Benjamin running backwards, yep. right? They're in field goal position another time and Phillip Rivers pats the ball and the ball falls out of his hand twenty yards backwards and they get out <laughs> of field goal position. I don't know if you saw that. I don't remember. And then I want you to see this. Here's the play, so you could see it on film just to attest to it. This is the pass interference on San Diego. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Damn that team. And the New England players are the ones that run into each other okay. and they call us looking. So okay, here's Travis Top Benjamin. The it's this okay. right there. Ty Williams. Gotcha. So it looks like it's gonna be a pick pick. It looks like it's gonna be a shallow cross. 16 and the Patriots
0: players Tyrell get- Williams jumps out of the way and the Patriots players run into each other and Travis Benjamin's about to turn up the field and go for a house call.
1: Yeah. Chung and Butler he does run go into for each other. Call. He goes for a house call. This is this is end of the third quarter. It's third and four. They're going to score this right here, and the game's 18 to going to be 18-14 to going into the fourth. So that was just an unbelievable play. But nonetheless, watch out for New England because they're just getting better and better. It's unbelievable. Yep. The other
0: game that we were both very bullish on was Carolina-Tampa Bay. Yeah. Let's listen to those predictions. I am going to put $100, $100 on the Carolina $100. Panthers. I mean, it's the rare game where I go, I get points picking the better team.
1: Totally agree. Uh, and that's why I'm putting... $400 on the Carolina Panthers. Back to back. back to my- like you said, Lefko, I think the Carolina Panthers are going to win the game flat out. I'm picking them to win 27 to 21, and I'm getting two and a half points. So after I picked the score and I looked at it, and I was thinking about the matchup in my game, and I looked at this bread and I said, holy crap, Tampa Bay's favored by two and a half? I'm definitely taking the Panthers. Robert- I think the Panthers are really good. I think the Panthers are still a Super Bowl contender. Robert-
0: and how did it feel after watching them?
1: It felt good. I, I mean, the game kind of just unfolded the way. Exactly. You know? I, that was the game I was most confident me too, about. Me too. Me too.
0: Especially mean, once it started. Right. And I watched Jameis trying to, like, figure out the Carolina defense you could and Luke Keekley was yeah. back. Yeah. And then I'm watching Carolina. Their offense barely had to do anything. Yeah, I know. The field position was pretty much good the entire game once they got out of their own end zone. Right. It was just. I... I I don't know if it's hard knocks. I don't know if it's because Tampa Bay is erratic and people think this could be the good game. Yeah, But they they still sleep on Carolina, and I think it's because people get really frustrated with Cam Newton off the field, and they take it out on him on the field. But the Panthers are a good team. It it just also shows that people still don't respect uh, Chicago.
1: You're right. You know? Right. Or or Philadelphia. Can I tell you how many people I've heard today that Seattle's the best team in the NFC? I want to just, my head wants to pop off. I, I don't even understand that thought. I really don't. I mean, your Eagles, I think your Eagles would beat I mean, they're the horrible matchup for Seattle. I don't care if it's in Seattle or not. they That D-line will steamroll them. But yeah, no one is respecting Carolina. Carolina's defense is real. Carolina's this is the 2015 defense, defense has defense. allowed
0: only three points in four games this year. There you go. Buffalo, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, and they only allowed three to Chicago, even though they lost You're that right. game. Yes, but, but Chicago got those two defensive touchdowns. Yes. So Carolina has put up a three-spot four times.
1: They are legit. And, and the biggest thing, like you said, you turn on the game the one thing I noticed right away Excuse me, I'm burping my Chipotle. Ugh. Is the, the thing I look at, you know, like just how you know, you turn on the game and you go, ooh, I like the way that looks for the team, you know, you're rooting for or yes. whatever. Every time Tampa snapped the ball, their side of the line of scrimmage went backwards. Yes. And it just they controlled the physicality of the game from start to end. We used to wax very poetic about Jameis.
0: Yeah. And we spent the beginning of this show talking about Watson and Wentz and Dak. Yep. I would take all of them over Jameis. I would too. All right. I would say before yeah. the year, Jameis was our most exciting quarterback that we loved. Yeah. And it's funny that Jameis and Mariota were the two can't misses. Right. And I put those two behind all of them.
1: I think you're exactly right. I think the, the big thing uh with Jameis, of course the carelessness, okay, all that. Like again, he's trying to shovel past a ball and it gets hit before he shovels it. fumbles. There's always a few careless turnovers from Jameis, so it's certainly an issue. The biggest thing, and I had this conversation with my dad, and maybe we talk about this in the podcast in the middle of the week with him, but the biggest thing I look at more than anything is Jameis's hand. Jameis doesn't have the hand of the Carson Wentz or the Dak Pres- Prescott. Yeah, well, Just think of Jameis's motion. If anybody's watching, he swings it, right? It's always a two-hand swing into right. it. Where Wentz, Watson, Prescott, it's they can like just do this. Yeah, because they have big hands. They can really control the ball. Winston, one of the knocks, remember, coming out, was that yeah. he had small hands. There is something to that. The hand, the reason Aaron Rodgers is the greatest thrower in the history of the planet It's because of his hand. They're gigantic, and he can just flick it. Brady is Brady because his hands are like Edward Scissorhands. If you saw his fingers, you'd go, holy crap, they're long. Ew. Yeah. That's gross. When I shake a guy's hand, I usually, like, athletes, I want to get a feel for it. Uh, Peppers.
0: You have a feel for it. Peppers, Julius Peppers, uh, is now fourth all-time in sacks. He passed Chris Dolman yesterday. He's 37 years old. He's in his 16th season. He's nine sacks behind Kevin Green. Yeah. Have we appreciated Julius Peppers enough in his career?
1: Probably not. I feel like Carolina Panthers Julius Peppers got appreciated, and then, like, Chicago Green Bay Julius Peppers was like, oh, he's a solid player. He, he won does a good job. He Super Bowl job. With Green Bay, right? He did. Yeah, I believe he was there for that. With the Calvin, with the Charles Woodson right. team. yep. Yeah, I'm right. Canvasser, check that out. Uh, but I don't I'm pretty think sure. That
0: may have come later.
1: Oh, you know what? He was on the Bears that year. He yeah, lost in the NFC Championship game. Um, but the big thing, uh, Julius Peppers is a Hall of Famer. Julius Peppers, am I shocked that he's doing this at this age to a degree that he's this on like this high of a level playing? But again, he falls under the. I mean, do you know what I said to Julius Peppers the first time? When he was at North Carolina, it was my junior year. At Texas. And they came to town. And it was a big game. It was Ronald Curry, a quarterback. And we ran out for warmups. And I ran out in the field to the quarterbacks. I got to like midfield because that's where we threw our footballs. And Julius Peppers was like on the other forty-five, it was, like five yards from me. I said, I, I gave up. You know me. I was like, holy shit. I didn't realize you were that big. What the? f... I mean, I sweared at him like, and he laughed like he was like, crazy. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. I mean, he's unbelievable. Who
0: was more impressive in person, Calais Campbell the first time or Julius Peppers?
1: Calais Campbell. There's just he's or John Henderson. Oh, man, I did them all. You're right. Calais Campbell and John Henderson are just overwhelmingly huge monsters of a pe- people, and I say that with the greatest respect to what they are. Yeah, they are like the freakiest of big, strong people. In football, let alone the world, peppers is like muscular and right. Peppers is like a shade smaller than them, but then you look at his legs and you're like, damn, he's got legs like a running back, and he's got like arms and shoulders. My reactions, right? Peppers would be more than that, man. Greg Hardy was intense, man. Peppers was like, and he was peppers was like he'd sack me in Carolina, and like help me up. I mean, he was nice. He never wanted to hurt me. I always knew, like, if Julius gets yeah. a clean shot at me, he ain't not gonna hurt me.
0: Uh Philip Gong keeps asking: B- Bills, Rams, could either go far in the playoffs?
1: I think they can have an upset or, or two, maybe, and but I don't know. I don't. Who do you have more faith in? Probably, Dave Harris. He did say that. Yeah. Probably the probably the Rams. Just the Rams because of the game planning and a few more playmakers. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh Zeke, in his 22nd NFL game, has 21 rushing touchdowns, tying Barry Sanders and Billy Sims for third fastest to reach 20 career rushing touchdowns. He was having his big court case today. Yeah. I haven't heard any news from it yet. Right. You still thinking he's going to play the whole year? I do. I think people are forgetting about the Cowboys right now.
1: Yeah, the Cowboys are – Well, the, 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 the big thing about the Cowboys, they have one thing – they have something elite about them, and that is their – Their trio of stars and Dak, Ezek, and Des Bryant with that offensive line. So at least they have something that teams go, damn, what do we do to stop this? Um, I still have concerns about them. They were, you know, they were outplayed a little yesterday. I mean, there, you got to remember, it was a blocked field goal, yep. 86-yard return. It was Chris Thompson fumbling on a kick return in his own area. Right. So it's, the game was a little misleading. Like, I still – the Redskins are a good football team. They're just not going to be able to hang in there because they've been so injured. So I think they're going to fall by the wayside. Cowboys are getting better, though, and their run game is becoming more dominant.
0: Uh, of course, is where we, you've picked the Broncos tonight. I did. To win flat
1: out. 20-17. to 17. This is my – like, them and the Texans were my big upsets of the week. Yeah. I, I'm – and I'm going Chiefs. You're going uh, Chiefs.
0: You know that Steven Nelson has been activated by the Chiefs off IR. Well, that's good. That's big for they them. They need him. Uh, but what I'm, did
1: what you what your
0: did you have them covering the spread? I have the Chiefs covering the spread. I only put ten dollars on it. You only put ten on it? Yeah. Okay. So my my thing was just. I'm looking at the Chiefs at home. Andy Reid, more time to prepare. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs, I think that they've hung up 30, around like they've averaged 30 against the Broncos the last three times they've played with that really good defense. Right. And I just think that Alex Smith is playing at a possible top five MVP level right now. And I just need to see it out of Trevor Simeon. Yeah. And I look at the Broncos offense and I know that it's got some pieces. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I just think the Chiefs are going in this game to realize we can't play this far off, and now we have a quarterback that we're not afraid of. Derek Carr can make you pay. I don't think Simeon is, but I think seven is a lot of points. Seven, but I'm is still too many. going Chiefs.
1: Yeah, it's it's scary. Uh, yeah, I just have no faith in faith in the Chiefs de- defense. I mean, it's the 30th ranked defense in football for a reason. So it's it's scary. Um, yeah, maybe that is the case. Emmanuel Sanders, I think he's questionable for night, so that yeah. is a big thing. I I kind of just looked at it like this. Denver loses tonight. I mean, this is a big desperation game. They go 3-4. and You can kiss the AFC West goodbye, and you're basically fighting the rest of the year to be the sixth seed in the AFC playoffs. We need to... Yeah, they need... Simeon's got to play smart. I I just thought How does Denver win the game tonight? What is the attack? The the, the thing I look at first of all their their defense should be able, if there's any defense in football other than Jacksonville, they are built to slow down all these weapons from Kansas City. So I just look at it from that. Speed sweeps outside runs, man that's going to be Von Miller, Shane Ray. They have the corners to play some man-to-man. They got the big guys in the middle now to stop the power run game up the middle. So I looked at it from that and then yeah I just like I told you left go. Maybe the Chiefs will change the game plan. Maybe that's what they figured out in the 10 days. Yeah. But like we said last week on the podcast, they play three coverages, they line up in it, they don't disguise it. And as a quarterback, and in my experience, when I played teams like that, it was so comforting because I just felt like, ooh, I know what they're in. Now I can just play football. There's no guessing, and I feel really comfortable back there in the pocket. Uh,
0: Philip Gong again asking who our playoff picks would be for the end of the season. That is all going to be happening on Thursday's episode when it comes out. Episode 138, we're going to look back at our predictions at the beginning of the year, see how they're doing at the halfway point, check in with all the guys that were having whoa, big offseason, and we'll give our midseason awards. And Sims, again, will be going on his one-minute JFK rant. I can be bribed to two minutes.
1: We'll see. I'll call the man on the (laughs) grassy (laughs) knoll. Don't do that.
0: Guys, thank you so much for joining us. As always, hope you guys listened. Please go to iTunes. Give us a big old subscribe. If you are already subscribed, why don't you unsubscribe? I'm going to steal something from Pardon My Take because I think it's hilarious. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, and then leave a five-star comment and review. If you leave the five-star comment, I am obligated to read it on the episode. I always read them. You know that. Yes, you do. So we'll get them all out there because we want to hear what you guys have had to say for Sims. Peace out, homies. Fendrick would say good night, good evening, and I'm going to say from the L-E-F-K-O-E, man, enjoy yourself, enjoy the game. Talk to you soon.